after the law of apolitical economy, reclaiming the normative stakes of labor unions. Diana S. Reddy. Abstract. It is a consequential moment for American labor unions. Over the past decade, public support for labor unions has skyrocketed. Yet even in this moment of renewed public interest, I argue that the American conversation about unions remains constrained by the legacy of past legal decisions. Within the post-New Deal constitutional framework, unions were categorized as engaging in commercial activity rather than advancing inherently normative claims about justice at work. I refer to this jurisprudential paradigm and the socio-legal accommodations that followed as the law of apolitical economy. Synthesizing labor history, legal doctrine, sociological theory. On social movements and original empirical work, this feature traces the trajectory of the law of apolitical economy in courts, identifies its broader cultural reverberations, and marshals new evidence to show that it still matters today. When liberal lawyers made the political and constitutional case for labor unions in the 1930s, they operated within a socio-economic context radically altered by the Great Depression. Instead of arguing, as labor movement leaders had in the 1800s and early 1900s, that democracy required people to have autonomy and self-determination in their working lives, and instead of advancing unions' own emergent fundamental rights claims, they emphasized labor law as sound economic policy, boosting aggregate demand and promoting industrial peace. In the new constitutional equilibrium that emerged after the New Deal, labor union advocacy within the workplace was treated as transactional rather than normative. This choice had benefits, but it also had costs. Under the law of apolitical economy, labor Unions increasingly found themselves denied First Amendment protection for the forms of broad, solidaristic protest that built the labor movement. And as new social movements began pressing rights claims in the public sphere, labor unions came to be seen as categorically distinct as interest groups rather than social movement organizations. When supply-side economics gained prominence in the late 1970s, it was devastating for union legitimacy new economic theories, and the on-the-ground realities they facilitated undermined the New Deal-era economic arguments that had justified labor law. At the same time, unions' ability to counter with broadly resonant normative arguments was hampered by the detritus of their previous legal bargain. In a moment when rights had become, in sociological parlance, the masterframe for articulating justice claims, it was well established that bread-and-butter unionism had little to do with rights, or even right and wrong. Returning to the present day, I argue that the legacy of the law of apolitical economy continues to shape contemporary discourse, even with public approval at a 60-year high. Faced with a decimated membership and a legitimacy crisis, labor movement organizations have sought over. Page 2 of 71 the Yale Law Journal 132-1391-2023. 1392. The past decade to reassert the normative stakes of unionization. They have used what social scientists call collective action frames to show that unions further causes with defined normative stakes.
These frames underscore the inherently intersectional role of labor unions in an unequal economy as institutions that advance society-wide economic equity, racial and gender justice, and community well-being. Yet, they too often discount the value of unions' primary statutory role, bringing workers together to improve their working conditions. In so doing, they fail to reclaim the inherently political vision of work and workers lost to the law of apolitical economy. In conclusion, I reflect on the broader implications of this project. The dialogic relationship between law and social movements over the 20th century, how labor unions were steered away from rights claims while other social movements were steered toward them, continues to shape American law and politics today. In turn, appending the law of apolitical economy can be about more than reclaiming the normative stakes of labor unions, it offers an opportunity to reclaim a transformative vision of rights. Author Law, Economics, and Politics Fellow, UC Berkeley School of Law I am grateful for Feedback from a veritable village of scholars, Catherine Albuston, Gyriel Charles, Lauren Edeld Mann, Cynthia Estlund, Yin Fung, Catherine Fisk, William Forbath, Charlotte Garden, Clayton. Gillette, David Singrowal, Linda Hamilton Krieger, Sophia Lee, Taika Lee, Lawrence Liu, Deb Ora Malamud, Joy Milligan, Yael Plitman, James Pope, Benjamin Sachs, Laura Stoker, Christopher Tomlins, David Trebek, Tanit Suvala, Kim Voss, and Noah Zatz, as well as participants and attendees of the 2022 Culp Emerging Scholars Conference, the 2021-22 Berkeley Empirical. Legal Studies Fellows Seminar, the 2021 Yale Law and Political Economy Conference, the 2020 American Association of Law Schools New Voices in Workplace Law Conference, the 2020 Amer Icon Sociological Association Conference, the 2019 Colloquium on Scholarship and Employment and Labor Law, and the 2019 Law and Society Association Conference, and last but not least, all of my job talk interlocutors. I am thankful for the excellent editorial assistance of A.D. Sean Lewis and the expert statistical assistance of Kim Love. Finally, I am deeply indebted to the Yale Law Journal editorial staff, particularly Caroline Parker, Fernando Rojas, and Malina Samarham, who challenged me to clarify my writing and sharpen my ideas and thereby exponentially improved this piece. Empirical work was supported by a Berkeley Institute for Research on Labor and Employment 2018-19 Research Award. IRB approval for research discussed within Project Number 2019-02-11796 was granted on April 18, 2019. Portions of Section 3.B were featured on the Law and Political Economy blog on July 29, 2021, https://lpproject.org/blog/labor-bargaining-and-the-common-good, https://perma.cc/jc7-utcwright. I dedicate this feature to the memory of Professor Lauren Edelman, who 20 years ago challenged socio-legal scholars to demonstrate the links at the societal level between legality, morality, and the social arena that we